Hello, everybody, and welcome again to another fireside chat here with Clearfire. And I got my buddy Nikki T again, and we're going to talk some more Star Wars and actually finish up a series that we started forever ago and just kind of let fall off. Nick, how's it going, man? Oh, you know, just real life, real lifing. Oh, yes. Real life definitely has jumped in the middle of a lot of things. Uh, heck, we haven't even talked since... Uh, we did the or since me and Hollywood did Comic Con. I know you and Hollywood talked. We since, did, but we did, me and you uh, haven't. We we talked about Diablo. I think yeah, we talked about the Lord yeah. Diablo uh, recently. Wish you were there. It was fun. Uh, Swing and Thunder. He was he was on a roll, and I just like yes, you know, pitched he was. In. I just pitched <laughs> in here and there, and then and then uh, good old uh, Hollywood was just like whoa because he never knew uh, all this stuff and we're like yeah dude no this is there's there's some deep stuff and obviously you know the retcons here and there but i mean it's some deep stuff that they had for it. i would have been dead silent on that episode i just didn't <laughs> have anything to put in on that one i, I mean that i had some buddies that played diablo and they got me to play it once or twice with them back in the day but i never got into it so it just would have been uh, me staring at the wall well four is fun but i mean i mean you have to wait until in, it i wouldn't say it's undercooked but it definitely needs uh, more time for stuff. So I will probably have a better idea once the first season is out, but I think I'm definitely taking a long break. But isn't that like most games jumping. now? A lot of life most games, games come out, yeah. They just yeah, come out yeah. undercooked and not all there and just rely on DLCs to make it better. It's unfortunate, yeah. But I am, I am hyped for Baldur's Gate 3 now. Like, I am... So looking forward to that when it comes out. I'm hyped for it just because I'm an old D&D player. And Baldur's Gate's a huge thing in D&D. So, I mean, it's just, oh, yeah. I can't tell you. I can't tell you how many years we spent at just Baldur's Gate. I mean, dealing dealing with stuff around Baldur's Gate. Because there's just so much you can do. And so, oh. so many cool things that came in with Baldur's Gate when it came into the D&D world. Oh, yeah. It was just too much fun. Sorry, I have a doggy rubbing up against my leg. I usually don't have that on podcasts. And yes, I'm going to leave this in here because it's just kind of funny. And it kind of scared me there because I'm mm -hmm. not used to having my dogs walking back here. Uh, my kiddo is actually out of town and fixing to go on a trip to Alabama with uh, the in-laws. And so he's getting to go to the Space Museum over there. Oh, nice. Space nice. Stennis Space Center. It's not even Space Museum, Stennis Space Center. And so he gets to do that. And so, of course wife is with his dog because his dog has to sleep in his room and then our two little ones have to be in here with me otherwise they'll be barking and howling and i'm not letting huck have another solo on a podcast again <laughs> i think that was with you when he did that too it might have been i you know it's been a minute so huck, huck the pup that was a long time that was a long one ago that's probably close to two years ago now at that point but enough about that let's let's jump into where we left off with our breakdown of the obi-wan series and um, i think we called audible today and we're actually going to cover two episodes and then do one more episode to cover two more episodes so still want to keep the episode short for y'all but we still want to also pack in all the action oh, yeah. so we are now at the part where obi-wan and leia have gotten to the planet of Mopozo. i don't kick in i never say that wrong Mapozo, is that right? Probably. M a p u z o. Let's. See. I never. I never say I'm right. I always Mapuzo. Mapuzo. Yeah, I'll go with Mapuzo. Yeah. 
Okay. And so they're there, and that's where they got on uh, the unmanned freighter going from the other planet that I cannot remember the name of because it's been too long since I've watched, Dayu, or Dayu. And uh, they just, you know, Obi-Wan has just learned that Anakin slash Vader is not dead. And, of course, he had that whole freak out moment at the end and everything. That was such a great scene uh, at the end of episode two. Mm-hmm. And so episode three kind of starts where that left off. And he's kind of having those issues still. It's mm-hmm. so funny watching that that PTSD really come in, knowing how powerful Anakin is. And, of course, you know, completely corrupted by the dark side at this point. In full blown Darth Vader, he's like, "Oh gosh, this is hor- horrifying." And of course, Obi Wan not really being a part of the Force anymore at this point. Yeah, no, I, I, I actually like that um, when that revelation at the end of the sep- second episode, you know, just and he's like, "What?" And then in the third one, like he, he's clearly, like you said, he has PTSD. Like he's clearly having a panic attack. Like this once well composed Jedi master just. Uh, fr- from the Jedi Council has is now they're they're showing how human he is, which I loved. Like you know, I, I'm I'm all for them being larger than life, and I'm all for them being as powerful as they can be. But they're still human, and I loved how like he is still, you know, he harbors the guilt of what happened. He still feels like a failure, and it just hit him like a freight train. He thought that he was just going to be like, yeah, I got her, no worries, you know. Yeah, I'll uppercut a dude or a dude here and there, but I, I'm hoping not to touch my lightsaber. But then, oh God, my past has caught up with me again. Like I, I love that. That was really cool. It was a cool scene. Mm-hmm. And of course, so they get out, and now they're in this old farming planet that's no longer a farming planet because of the Empire taking it over, and. They are just out in the field and he has like flashbacks. That was like really cool. And not even really flashbacks, but like he's seeing things. He thinks he sees Anakin over there in the distance. And he just starts. I mean, you full on see these panic attacks, full PTSD panic attacks as it, it, through that first like five minutes of this episode. And it's just great seeing that because one, you see Hayden Christensen as Anakin again. And not as Anakin as we've seen him in one, two, and three, but Anakin as I'm Vader, but I'm not burnt to a crisp. And I am like above, you know, that point he was at the end of episode three. And it's just like that cool look because he just gets that cold, dead stare. And that's, oh, Hayden Christian's got got a great cold, dead stare. Mm -hmm. No, it was awesome. I I love that they brought him back for that. I mean... Uh, so glad that he was gave, willing to do it too. I felt like they, oh yeah, I, I felt like they did him a lot more justice with this one. I mean, he wasn't bad in oh two and three. Again, it was if, uh, just the writing is stilted writing. I mean, but yeah. even if you watch the original trilogy, I mean, the, it, it was the setting that made it beautiful. I mean, it was campy as hell. It was, you know, it, it's yeah. not going to win any Oscars. Empire Strikes Back was great because it wasn't Lucas that directed it. You know, like it's let's just be honest here. Lucas was a an, an incredible uh, world builder, yes. galaxy builder, you know, so universe builder universe. Yeah, exactly. Like oh, he and then and then everybody that contributed to the ex expanded universe the eu which is legends now but i mean even now 
people that are contributing for Disney and stuff like they're doing some great stuff. Heck, they brought Timothy Zahn back to do a whole new Thrawn books to get ready for the Ahsoka show yes. and everything. So, I mean, they do have some respect. Like, I mean, there are things like, why did you take that? But I mean, you know, they're slowly trying to bring in Revan, you know, maybe they'll talk about Bane with the rule of two down the line. You know, they'll clean up some stuff because, I mean, just, you know, it, it, it's. I mean, they technically alluded to Bane. Because they started talking about, you know, oh gosh, what was his name? Uh, Sidious's um, Plagius, his master, Plagius, yeah. and yeah, and Darth was was Darth Plagius, Plagius was like, wasn't he one of Bane's? No, no, Bane was, was a that- couple hundred, couple hundred years. Well, no, Bane had another apprentice, but I don't know a lot okay. of his lore, so. Uh, I'm trying to remember because I know it like they, they alluded to it slightly when they were talking about the rule of two between Anakin and um, Sidious when they were sitting like right there close to the Senate or whatnot. Oh, at the opera. And I forget that. Yeah, was, yeah. I forget. Yeah, I forget that was a two or three. But, you know, it, they alluded to Bane there. I don't. So they I don't know if they alluded to Bane, but I mean, like the rule of two. Yes. Revan established it. But Bane was the one that kind of like made it, you know, official. But. If I remember right, when uh, Palpatine was talking to Anakin at that uh, opera, it was just talking about just that play just knew how to manipulate the force into creating life or extending life. So I, there, I, I thought they had talked about the rule of two a little bit there. N- no, rule of two it was not there, but it has it was kind of just like peppered in like, you know, there's always like two. But yeah, um, now I remember Yoda said that at, you know, the end of one mm-hmm. you know the, always two master and apprentice mm-hmm. and so, so he, he definitely i mean he straight up said the rule there but yeah yeah and, and i could be wrong on it we all know my memory spotty is all get out so no worries but yeah i don't i don't believe they've ever brought up bane it was pretty crazy like, i haven't watched episode nine because yeah you know, i'm not getting into it the whole like the sequel trilogy i just wasn't a fan of it but i mean i'll eventually watch it down the line but i did like that they made a nod to revan in episode nine so uh you know the revan's fist or revan's fleet or something mm-hmm. like that but beyond that yeah it's all right you know uh but yeah uh with we'll jump back to three yeah yeah so a cool scene happens you know leia and obi-wan get picked up on the little shuttle yes taken to the border and they kind of have this conversation back and forth where obi-wan finally kind of basically lets leia know that he really knew her mother Mm -hmm. like in this story that they're telling to so happen to be some stormtroopers and a very much uh empire friendly person um it, it it was wild because you see this like change of look in obi-wan's face when he says it because you can really tell that he really cared for uh mm. Padme. For Padme. yeah and you could really see that leia understood that because you just see this kind of emotional connection between the two of them finally which was great right, because, because they kind of needed that at the tension yeah there were butting heads at that point like and then yeah then you see that kind of emotion because it, yeah leia was already aware that she was adopted at that point I, mm-hmm. I believe yeah so then when he was explaining like yes i knew your mother and you know like there was actually a deleted episode in episode three where you know it implied that 
Obi-Wan always knew that Anakin and Padme had something, but because he, she always made him happy that he was like, he was cool with it. And I like that. I yeah. wish that was in there. Cause I think that would have also driven it home because, you know, again, they're people, you know, they're human, oh, like, yeah. regardless of the rules. It, it, and it's been established in multiple <laughs> storylines of star Wars that there has been romance between Jedi. So it's like, you know, like it, 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 it would make sense, I think, in in the grand, uh, grander scheme. But yeah, like I loved it, you know, and then, you know, he calls her Leia and then they're like, Leia, I thought it was her name. It's like, no, that's her mother's name. You know, like it was just, mm-hmm. you know, he was also, I like the little hiccups that they had there. I love when they hit that roadblock and they're like, oh, we're dead. And then um, a homegirl, uh, Tala, Taylor, Tala, Tala. Yeah, and then she comes in, and I thought that was awesome. I love that, you know, again, there's more nuances. Like, there's, like, you know, uh, sympathizers, you know, like, they're just stuck doing what they're doing, and then, and you know, leading them. You see another awesome little quick fight sequence out of Obi-Wan again. You know, he does his quick little thing, and then, of course, you know, Tala shows up Mm. and pops off the last one, and he's thinking that he's about to get shot, and she's like, no, you're the ones I'm here for. You're supposed to be waiting back there for me, you know, and basically make them sound bad because as far as, you know, they didn't wait that long because basically as soon as they got to the spot, Obi-Wan started freaking out. But I mean, of course, mm-hmm. he's still dealing with the whole PTSD anxiety attack and everything. So I I actually loved how they did the path. Um, I think there's I forgot what was it called in Jedi Survivor. I think it was called the path also. I am. uh from what i know they're supposed to have because i haven't played jedi survivor yet i do have it but i haven't played it yet mm-hmm. and they're supposed to have heavy connections to you know into real star wars not just it, be a ancillary part of star wars but actually be a big pull into star wars it it was great uh despite some of the performance hiccups i mean my computer was able to run and i played the whole way through i practiced i I nearly 100 it i think i had like two force thrifts that i needed to complete mm-hmm. but i basically had everything and i loved the game the story was great the cal kestis is an is a great character there's a huge rumor that they're actually going to let him he's actually going to come live action i hope not i mean if they do a live action like i would prefer a mini series i wouldn't even want like six episodes i want to like not a whole know, episode he's gonna yeah. come in he's gonna guest into somebody else's <sighs> and just have the character pop in i think it's if smart i didn't do it like if that they have it like that or just an episode just focus on him like that i'll be okay with it it's just uh the the convolution of of all the star wars stuff like they've done with marvel they actually had an article today that said that they're actually going to tone it back, but which I'm happy about. But like, oh, yes. Marvel's cut down, cut down a lot of what they were going to put out. That oh, they yeah. reduced it greatly and spread it out and pushed it out further. But um, no, this is so like the path. That's like the coolest. I mean, to me, that's like the coolest thing. So I always called it the I, I called it the Jedi Underground because that's it's like the mm-hmm. Underground Railroad for Jedi's, you know. Yes. And yes. if you know your his if you know your history from the South during the Civil War about the Underground Railroad, you know, getting the slaves out of the South to get them free into the Northern mm-hmm. Union territory, um, really cool. I'm not gonna say cool, but really interesting history mm-hmm. that 
Lucas actually took and put into this stuff because I think that he's had it in other parts of his stuff as well, hasn't he? Or is it just something that's come apart since the Obi-Wan? I think it's something that's kind of, uh, I'm sure it was implied like in, in other stuff. I don't know if Lucas had done that, but so yeah, in, in Jedi survivor, they called it the hidden path. So it's there, there's probably overlap. They could definitely do that. I mean, heck, uh, one of the, one of my favorite things that they did for this specific episode that we're talking about, episode um, part three is that they mentioned Quinlan Voss and, you know, uh, and, and what's awesome if they do something because so, I mean, uh, Quinlan Voss is a Kefar. He's uh, just a subset of humans, but they're known to have uh, psychometry. Same thing with Cal Kestis that, you know, they're able to touch something and through the forest they are able to witness its history and, and everything. And I, I love that. So, I mean, uh, you know, they, they mentioned Quinlan Voss in, in, in this. So he technically is still alive, even though it was always implied that he did. But like he has a really rich history through the Clone Wars and everything and in, in, in his relationship with uh, uh, Asajj Ventress, you know, and, you know, if, 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 like they actually have some uh, parallels. Well, I know I keep going off tangent, but be like Quinlan Voss and, and Cal Kessis, they both have a night sister boo. They both have a psychometry. Yeah. They're both, you know, uh, clearly Jedi, but I mean, like he was, uh, you know, uh, you know, where uh, Quinlan has also, you know, been seduced by the dark side. He had redeemed himself, but I mean, there is that potential also with Cal, obviously, but that was, that's always the Jedi thing though. Like they will always be, uh, oh, always yeah so that's like the whole thing with them and uh so like you said like if cal can you know show up here and there like it would be in it it would be honestly really weird to see him come up in ahsoka because it's like post return of the jedi so like you know now he's going to be in his 40s you know at that point so like i'm hoping you know maybe yeah like early 40s late 30s like around there because he's young he was like 16 in in uh fallen order and then it's like five years later in survivors so uh but again yeah i love that so like they do have where they can easily i wouldn't say easily but they could they have the potential to tie them together in some capacity and i'm looking forward to when they make the third game for that too again back to part three <laughs> but that's what i love like, i do love <laughs> that they have all these that they have things that can be interwoven together just a yeah. small nod that's it like that's what i'm saying though like i love that they brought quinlan boss because like really the only time you see him in any of the movies it was in episode one when they're in tattooing and he's like hanging out with uh warwick davis's character like it, oh yeah yeah it, 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 it but you know that was it he was just a random dude, just the same thing how they did with uh, with Rex, uh, Commander Rex, where he, uh, that he's he's that old dude in Episode Six, you know, hanging out mm -hmm. like with everybody there. You know, they they just made it there on the fly kind of thing. So, I I like that. So if they just do those little things, I think it's a lot better than like, hey, we're gonna do a nine part movie series, and this guy's gonna be fifty by the time it's done. It's like, dude, you are killing me. Stop it. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it, it, my whole Cal Kessis thing, I, it, from what I've heard, it's just a rumor that he might be inserted into just a small bit of an episode somewhere, not like be a big part or anything, which I think would be cool because mm -hmm. I like the the actor. Um, he's he's a great actor. I, I actually know him watching him through the TV series Shameless. 
So I heard he was. Don't a, mind, yeah, I heard about that. If you don't mind watching a really, really raunchy show, then that's you know it's it's hilarious, it's funny, and it's it's a great story. But yeah, it's it's it, it was crazy to see him because you actually got to see him grow up on the show, and mm-hmm. so he's got great range. And then he jumps in from that show to playing the, the Joker. Joker, yeah, in Gotham, and it's just like oh my. god gosh and he plays a sinister joker he's great yeah that's what i've heard i i i do uh since uh fallen order like i've grown to respect him uh so i definitely want to watch it um his other stuff to see how he was so i mean one thing i like about all star wars is is the droids and i love how when leia walks into the uh the shop area that they're in that's kind of the doorway to the path or the or, you know one of the hidden rooms there she starts talking to the loader droid and they're like well, he's not meant to communicate and she starts a conversation with him and it was great i love that you know and it's like the loader droid recognized that and was like oh they do care about me you know you kind of see yeah. that in the droid action even though he doesn't really make much of an action you just kind of the, the way that they set that up in that scene it just it was great oh One yeah and it also echoes anakin with her you know mm-hmm. she 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 is also a she's not quite a gearhead but she is a gearhead of sorts like you know she has that certain affinity to droids you know just like her father did and you know, uh, Luke also to some degree as well. I don't think it was implied as much, but, you know, it the, the echoes of their father, you know, I liked how they did that. Well, I mean, Luke's bond with R2. Mm-hmm. That was that was deep. That was really cool. But I mean, also, again, it's like, is R2 more of <laughs> there's so many funny things about R2. They're like, oh, well, you know, the whole Star Wars Skywalker saga is actually being told by R2. You know, people have kind of said that, you know, because he's in every single one of them. He has and he knows about everything. It's like, why didn't you just say something to people? Because, you know, he never really had his. He was the only one that never really got wiped, wiped, you know, whereas I thought they were all C3PO did. But R2D2 always had a sixth sense about everything. If you notice it, if you you look at him, even in even in episode four, look, look at him when he sees Obi-Wan. In that one. You see him react, just slightly react to it and everything. He's like, I don't think he was fully wiped. And I I think there's just little telltale signs throughout all of it. Now, like I said, it's just one of those weird, random fan theories, but I kind of bought into it a little bit. And I I could buy some grounding. It it does. I mean, it obviously lucas winged at winged every single episode let's 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 be real here he winged yeah. every episode he did not know that luke and leia were going to be siblings you know he did uh you know harrison ford was like dude kill me off like he was that's why they they froze him in episode five because he wasn't sure if he was going to be in episode six like he wanted to die he hated han solo like he was like no nope, i am indiana jones i don't care he, about han solo he wanted to die die in the first episode oh with han yeah, solo. yeah. He, he wanted that dead like and he that was awesome like he was han was awesome like you know oh my gosh yeah Han Han shot first, you know, like he was, he was a, he was a scoundrel, you know, like he, and I love that about him. Like it was a old, you know, space Western. Exactly. But the whole, I love you. I know, you know, it's so many classic Star Wars things center around Han. Mm -hmm. And just to know that about Harrison Ford at first, how bad he hated the character. And he finally got his wish in episode, what, seven. 
he finally got killed off in seven but i mean yeah it, I, it was, I i thought I, I didn't like that the yeah i you know what though it was a good emotional moment like you had I, to have somebody I, die you didn't have right, but I mean, again. I like I like the whole thing, like with him and his son, and then apparently, like with episode nine, where he's seeing Han's apparition, it was all in his head. Like just that whole part too, yeah. like it was a very beautiful. Like I did, I did see that clip, and it was very beautifully done. Like it, I, I did like that where he, where Ben, uh, redeems himself in that sense. But yeah. I mean, yeah, it was. Uh, I will have to yeah. watch episode nine one day. Like I probably. Just, I know. Well, I, I don't got you so sidetracked on everything else because, you know, when you start talking Star Wars, we both geek out hard on it because we both have our areas that we love of it. And like oh, I said, yeah. Obi-Wan's probably my top, you know, top three characters of all time out of all of oh, them. Oh, yeah. He's Re- Revan has definitely crept up there after you turned me on to the book and everything. And after I listened to that book, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this guy's so it's, awesome. He like, is, I, knew, I, I mean, I knew a lot about Revan, but I didn't know those details about Revan like that because Revan was man. Great. I mean, I'll from that book, I'll, I will never forget that scene. Like after he puts his mask on and things click again and then that Sith yes. chick comes in and tries to get him with the lightning. He's like, nope, just blasted right back and turned her to ash. I'm like, yeah, that's that's Revan. That is Revan. Yes. So awesome. I mean, I, it's, I, they did him dirty in the old Republic eventually, but Revan was by far one of the best, like expanded universe, like Jedi out, out there. Yes. And I honestly, Cal Kestis again, I like talking about him, but he is definitely in my top five. Like, especially oh, wow. his evolution and survivor is incredible i really cannot wait for the third game it's it not that it was a cliffhanger or anything without doing any spoilers it's just the way just his character has developed how hardened he is like from from the years of him like just like no man i am a freedom fighter i am like you know i work with saw Gerrera. i will I will roast every single empire thing out here. Like he, he's a G now. Like he, he is, he is definitely a very resourceful and, and like just, I, I, I would talk all day, but all day about it, but like, he is definitely one of my favorite, like he is up there. Now I've got to go put the game in my PlayStation Five and go play it now. I've Dude, it is, it is. So I mean, good. I like, it, I liked, I liked him in Fallen Order, and I thought it was a really cool new Jedi introduced. And oh my gosh, now I, I got to play. Oh, it now. I played, Like I already I, knew how. I replayed Fallen Order. I replayed Fallen Order, and then as soon as I finished it, I loaded up Survivor, and it's like not skipping a beat. And dude, he is, he was awesome. Like he, a BD one is is my is an adorable little chicken droid you know like i just that i love the whole i, I love disney BD1 touch when i met him yeah they, they they give him that disney touch with his mannerisms and just all that like him giving him like you know like their fist bumping you know with his little foot you know when uh oh, it's a, he's adorable i like i i uh just like i said everything about it it uh they you need to like i mean i wouldn't even mind doing a podcast i'll play through that game again i'll do the new game we'll, plus and just, we'll, we'll 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 do it we'll do a podcast yeah. on it and i mean and this one has kind of devolved into just a random star wars gibberish one but that's fine because that's kind of what we do here on yes. this podcast especially when me and you get together you just never know which way it'll go so oh yeah let's man. at I least let's that. at least try to cover this third episode and finish okay. it out back to and episode then we, three and, and then we'll go so we're there they're in the room. They saw 
Quinlan Voss's name, and they mm-hmm. talked about that. And so, what's bum, happening next? Bum bum, the Empire comes, <gasps> and our homie Chief. Not- <sighs> oh, I'm, I'm sorry, just. It's chilling. It, the yes. way they did it, it's just chilling. You oh. feel it. And Obi Wan, oh my gosh, he just loses it, like yeah. petrified, terrified, and everything. Like he, he was, he was, he was scared, stupid. Like he really was. And then with Vader, like just him stalking in, like he didn't do much. Like some, you know, guy got in his way. He killed the guy then the kid was comes out there screaming he just he force pushes a kid and then just like with a flick of his wrist he snapped the kid's neck and you're just like whoa like you knew he did evil stuff but like you finally got to see it on tv because you only hear about it you only maybe seen in the comics maybe seen the game but you don't see it like an actual like him live action he just just casually walk and snap the neck of the kid just with the force and and he it just like calling out like he was just uh just challenging obi-wan to come out and then eventually you know he corners him he sets him on fire you know like he just completely toyed with him and i and i love that because you know that that vader reveled in it like he's like yes i am more powerful than you look at you you are weak you are trash like you're not even worthy of me but because of his arrogance that's typical anakin standard he got he let him get away because yep. uh, uh, Tala saved the day by blowing up the the barrels nearby Vader, and you know caused enough of a uh, diversion. Uh, yeah, diversion. Thank you. Yeah. So like it was, it was. Uh, I loved it. I loved. I loved that. I'm like, oh wait, they can't fight this soon because at first I was like, oh my god, they're gonna oh, fight. Yes. Like he's scared. He's what's he gonna do? And then just wipe the floor with him. It's like it's like watching a, you know, like you're playing a video game and then you lose all your powers in the beginning when you guys were super, exactly. super powerful and then just bah, you know, like it was I I I loved it. I loved that he oh, because Obi Wan was not ready. And I liked that it was shown that he was not ready. Like if it was Obi Wan, like right after he fought Anakin, you know, in in Revenge of the Sith, like it would have been Obi Wan would have wiped the floor with him at that point because you know he was he was peak there, you know. But he was also confident in his powers. Yeah. Yes, like now he's not confident because he saw Anakin turn come to the dark, dark yep. side, which he thought would never happen. He saw his best friend literally turn against him over nothing over nothing that it was even there and he saw his brother basically cast him aside saying you're not even a name to me anymore you know it was just it's it's insane that he saw all that and then he goes into seclusion by himself where he is just watching over luke and that's all he's been doing and yeah of course he's going to be terribly weak and bad but you didn't expect that to happen not that bad like you were thinking okay everyone was gonna be at least to defend himself to some extent yeah he he barely could like he just i mean he the vader's like just taking his saber and just not i mean the few times that they did hit sabers it's just like obi-wan's using both hands vader's just one-handed just knocking them down mm-hmm. you know it's just like it, it's, it's literally like if vader got to like practice duel with luke this is how it would be 
at the like the first couple of times. It's just like playing around. He's just like, ah, I can beat you. I can beat you. And the whole time he's just <sighs> has that full arrogance. And it looks like Lola's making an appearance on our podcast now because she's the one who just went wolf. If you heard that, I didn't hear it. Um, <laughs> oh, good, good, good. That's great. If you didn't hear it. Yeah, she she let out a good wolf. She's trying to beat up on Huck. She's bad about that. But it's just it's you just see this whole mental state of Obi-Wan in this like frail, shriveled state like you don't even think of Obi-Wan that way when you see him in episode four. No, you know, it's just it was baffling. And it's like, where are they going with this? And then when you see the steps, you know, Tala basically saving him because she knows how important Obi-Wan is. Mm-hmm. and that going on there and then you get to the end of the episode and you remember Nick well with episode with uh, part three yeah no no you're gonna have to you're gonna so have to... the end they do that and of course they're trying to escape they're trying to leave Mapuzo because it's gotten Vader's there yeah I mean, it's compromised yeah Vader's there you, you gotta get out you, you gotta you're 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 hideout is no longer safe you've got to get out and of course they sent leia down the hidden corridor by herself because she could do it oh yes Tala had left her Mm -hmm. and she runs into reva reva yep and she's like are you supposed to be the one taking me or taking us and she's like oh no little one because i love it reva always calls her little one and I love that because it's one of that endearing terms. And mm-hmm. I really think that, honestly, when Reva's saying little one, it's to show that Reva's not 100% totally evil. It's one I, of those little bitty things, because Lucas does that. And it's one of those little bitty things that Filoni is carrying over from what Lucas did. Because Filoni is good about that, too, putting those little bitty hints everywhere. I I could see that. I I really just felt that that was just her just being uh, sinister than her being uh, potentially, uh, you know, like endearing, if you will. I didn't. I mean, uh, I never with Reva. I didn't get anything that implied that she was a re- redeemable or. Uh, yeah, like I've just never found her as like a redeemable figure. Like I, she was just so self-loathing that I couldn't see it. Like I mean, as character development goes, you know, and you see more about her potentially, but just the way how her character was up to that point, I, I just felt like she was just being sinister. She like she, she was never. I didn't think she was genuine one way or the other. Basically, I get that. Um, I mean, my first complete wash through, I absolutely hated her. Could not stand her. And I watched it again and then again and then again. And each time I watched mm-hmm. it, I saw some little different signs each time because, you know, the first time you watch it, you're in awe of everything that's going on. Because one, Star Wars geeky, geeking out Star Wars, new stuff, especially around, you know, a lot of people's favorite character. And it's just one of those moments, you know, you actually, and two, out of all of the modern Star Wars stuff, this is like one of the first ones that was like really good drew back to the core of what it used to be 
and mm. you just have that feeling again because it's stuff that you're like, oh my gosh, this is so cool, you know, and you kind of miss that. But I, I, I see the little signs through the first three episodes that Reva is blinded by rage mm-hmm. and blinded by revenge. Now, of course, you learn more about that later on in episode five you know more about it and four i think you start getting some of it i can't remember but somewhere in there between four and five is when you really start getting the meat of reva and you learn her and go back and watch like episode mainly episode three i would say because like just the way reva is there's some you you just see something there in some of her rage because it's so blinded by getting to Obi-Wan and there's only one other person out of all of Star Wars that's that obsessed with Obi-Wan and those lines those similar lines make it because you see Vader because Vader is completely obsessed with Obi-Wan even from a young age you Mm -hmm. know when he's Anakin and not obsessed in a way of I want to kill him or fight him. He's just like he he admires him. He looks up to him. He he attaches to Obi Wan. Now, granted, Qui Gon he was very 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 attached to Qui Gon in one. But once Qui Gon's gone and Obi Wan's the one that kind of pick it up, you see that bond almost instantaneously. And of course, now granted, between one and two, there's quite a few years there because Anakin, of course, has grown up. But in two, you just see this like it's like a brother bond. Like they're like brothers, like the way that Obi-Wan treats Anakin. He doesn't treat him like a kid, but he treats him like his little brother. And you see that. And in three before Anakin finally makes the flip, you still see that. It's like Obi-Wan's concerned about him all the way through all that time. You see that. And then that's why I say just watch episode three again and look at how much Reva parallels to Anakin when Anakin has turned to, you know, Vader, Mm -hmm. but watch how she does it. And it's not so much focused at a whole bunch of people, but just one and how Vader's was, is focused at Obi-Wan, but he just has this thing about him where he's like taking people that are in his way out just to get to Obi-Wan. The only one Reaver really does that too is the Grand Inquisitor. And she doesn't even do a good job of that. Yeah. Vader, everybody dies. When he said, when he kills somebody, when he attacks somebody, they're dead. Yeah. Reva doesn't. There's something there that's holding her back. And that's why I say you, you pick it up once you've watched it all the way through and then you watch it again. You, you start seeing those little things that I can't, I don't know. I don't remember if Filoni wrote a lot of this, but I know he's producer of it. <sighs> It's just those little, little, slight, little bitty signs. I mean, same way that when you watch four, five, and six, you don't pick up on everything, but when you watch it again and you know, you're like, oh my gosh, it was here all along. You know, mm-hmm. it's just those little things. And and when when she says little one to to them, it's it, it reminds me of whenever Obi Wan would talk about the younglings, and you kind of see that attachment, of course. Later, you learn about Riva, and mm. it, it fits. So, now granted, this could just this is all me probably just talking air about that. And it probably has absolutely nothing to do with it, but it's just something that I kind of saw, and I'm thinking, hey, 
Did they stick this in here to kind of give us a little hint before we really knew anything? Who knows? But that's kind of where it ends. And you see, uh, do you see Obi-Wan in a back to tank or is he just getting healed? Like, is he just like resting? I think they're they're resting, but I mean, it's not. Uh, I think it's like they're I think he just barely licks his wounds and like, we got to go get her, you know, and then yeah. that's what leads into the next episode where they go uh tala you know uses her credentials as an imperial officer and then they sneak them in uh so they can be able to get her and then you know that's a big uh character building episode too because there's just like a lot of tension that's how you, like you said you get to learn more about reva and everybody and uh you know and then we all, obviously we get that cheesy part where Reva's, you know, <laughs> whacking the air with her lightsaber towards that A-wing. But I mean, that was the only time that I really kind of just looked at her like, mm, you know, like, but yeah. uh, I mean, overall, like, I, I guess a lot of people weren't huge fan of it. But again, I, I like I said, I love the whole way through. So um, I thought it was great all the way through. Oh, yeah. It's been a hot minute since I've watched all six episodes so i am sorry again uh for not trying to catch up beforehand but i i did like that you know that they they did a prison break it was you know episode four all over again kind of thing yeah. i like that you know well you almost have like it's almost like a rogue one as well because it's kind of like that and it, the whole flashes i had of you know andor because i mean i had to watch the andor series and toward the end of andor there's huge prison break there and that was a really cool scene i mean that was a really cool episode from andor if you haven't watched all of andor yet um, i have not i have not watched any of andor I, I was actually oddly impressed with it like i was really going to be really nitpicky about it but then i'm like and I've watched it twice and I'm like, they did a good job to give a character that barely had much of anything. And just that little small story of Rogue One in Rogue One. Mm -hmm. And he was more or less a side character at that. I mean, yes, he was a central figure to the whole thing, but Jen Erso was the main one. You know, she was the main focus. Yeah. and. Now, when you watch Andor, you're like, oh, my gosh, this guy's got all of this. You know, it's, it gives him such a great story. And I can't think of the actor's name that plays him. You know, uh, I will look. I let's see. Andor. the actor's great. So Diego Luna, Diego Luna, fantastic actor. I loved him in it. It was so great. Um, but yeah, definitely. Check it out if you hadn't. And then two, before we do the final wrap up of this, because we're only going to do one more podcast of this <laughs> to wrap it up. Uh, make sure you watch five and six because five has some great stuff in it. And six has the best. absolute best fat fight scene. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. That was just amazing. Oh, I and loved it. It's so wonderful. So wonderful. And it's it. It. It puts a nice bow on everything with that one fight scene in six. So definitely go do that. So everybody, y'all listening out there, if you haven't watched uh, the Obi-Wan series, it came out back actually uh, the last, well, last episode was June 22nd of 2000. 
22. Yeah. So it's a little over a year old now at this point because we're in July. We're on the 13th of July here recording this of 23. So go and watch it, guys. It's a fantastic series. Um, mm-hmm. It's only six parts, only six episodes. The episodes range anywhere from what, like 45, you know, no more than like 50 minutes, I think. It's like yeah, 50 like, minutes or less. Like episode, I think there's like a 37-minute one in there too. Yeah, episode four was 39 minutes. Uh, I think episode six is 51 minutes so it's it's up there sorry if my son is screeching in the back it's all right um yeah 43 minutes for part five so the last episode is obviously the longest one probably the first episode would be up there as well 52 minutes so yeah they got a little bit smattering it's nothing longer than an hour or anything like that Mm -hmm. so great series great great stuff so we'll definitely record one a lot sooner than what we've recorded this one and we'll get that covered and We'll start working on planning out a Jedi Survivor episode. Oh, absolutely! I, dude, I will, I will go ham on some Survivor stuff, but I need you to beat it first because that <laughs> I, uh, I, I'll tell you, I cried. I was teary eyed. It was really good. It was an excellent Star Wars story for sure. As long as they don't hurt the droid, it's an excellent Star of, Wars story. I'm tired of seeing droids get hurt. Because in Andor, there's one in there, and I'm just so sad for him the entire time. I love the droid from there. It's so sad. They call, they call, him, call him B. And it, uh, I'm, I get hurt when I watch it. I get emotional because B's like the entire series of Andor. B is this really like depressed droid. Oh, <laughs> It's because he wants Andor. He wants to be with Andor, and he can't. He can't be with them because of what Andor's going to and mm. doing. And he just wants to be a family. That's all he wants because he wants Andor and Andor's adoptive mother and him just to be a family. Just be happy. Just be happy. Be here on a little planet. Just be happy. Be together. And he doesn't get it. And so it's just so sad because you see that the entire time. And it's just uh, you you get emotional for B all the time. BD is great. And he's everybody. it, It everybody is so much better. And then this one, it's bigger and better. The only issue that I can say about Survivor was that it's not well optimized. Even with my rig, it still has some slowdowns. And but I mean, overall, the the game was great. The story is great. Like they just need a couple more patches to optimize. So, well, hopefully, it's not too jumpy on the console. So I think on, on PS5, place, I think on PS5, it'll be fine. Yeah, you. Uh, from what I heard, PS5 is actually pretty good on it. The Series X is eh, a little bit, but that's kind of been the the going theme with games on that are both on the PS5 and Series X. That the Series X for some reason is not quite there on some of them. Um, Cyberpunk 2077 was a great example of that. It was actually almost unplayable for a while on Series X, whereas PS5 it got to be playable a little bit sooner. Mm-hmm. It's just weird how that works when they're extremely close in um, specs. So, but needless to say, there we go, geeking out again on something way outside the 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 topic of conversation here. But that's that's how hey, that's part of the course. You you know, whenever you let Clear Fire get get rolling and rambling, he's going to roll and ramble on anything that pops in his head. So don't worry, I'll guys, do it too. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> you got to keep a le- you got to keep a short leash on both uh, me and Nick here, otherwise <laughs> it just goes all over the place. So, 
thank you guys for listening. If you like what you heard, go check us out, hnkexp.com. You can check us out on Facebook. You can check us out on Twitter. You can check us out on Instagram. You can follow us on any of the major podcast outlets out there that you listen to podcasts from and watch our YouTube. Hollywood Cole's been putting a couple of Let's Plays out there. It looks like he did one of maybe Mario Kart 64. I think I saw a quick little just excerpt of it. So go check that out. I know he did a Let's Play on something just recently, and I forget what game it was. Might have been Zelda. Can't remember. I know we talked about Zelda, so you see how bad. This is what old age does to you. See the gray hairs here? (laughs) That, that, That makes your brain go. So, But everybody, thanks for listening. Check us out, hnkexp.com. I know I said that already, but just like repeating myself. Um, but stay tuned for more. We are going to do another episode on Obi-Wan. We're actually going to cover Ebi- uh, nothing but Obi-Wan the next time. So, Nick, thank you so much for joining me again tonight and having some just random gibberish. And I'm rambling now, so I'm fixing to cut myself off. All right. So, have a good night. <laughs> take care, everybody. Have a good night.